Good morning, everybody. Pinch and a punch, the first of the month. It is the 1st of February, and the stock market conundrum continues. Is this a dead cap bounce or a meaningful bottoming of the market? I address that today in this podcast. Overnight, Dow, as you probably saw, a little bit of market stuff to start with. Dow up 406. Spy futures were up 42. And this morning, we have been up 42 and down 26, currently up 18. NASDAQ's had a big bounce, obviously up 3.41%. The NASDAQ at one point didn't quite make an official correction, down 20%. Minus 19.23% at worst. And from the low a week ago, it has bounced 8.77% in four days, 3.4% overnight. Best session of the year, actually, last night in the US. And that barometer of irrational exuberance, or is it rational? Bitcoin up 3.9% overnight. Bond yields fell down a little bit. Oil price up another 1.5%. Ukraine still hovers in the background as a geopolitical risk that could blow up any time. But the iron ore price down 4.2%. I thought iron ore wasn't trading during the Chinese holiday week, but there you go, down 4.2% on my table. And on the back of that, you've got BHP and Rio not performing terribly well today, down 2.6% and 1.8% has resources done its dash. Anyway, a bit of a reversal of all the recent sell-off themes with resources going down, banks holding still, but technology today having a solid bounce. SQ2, afterpay to you and me, up 7.6% and a few other tech stocks also doing okay today. And a few of those little stocks that we have been hoping to buy lower down and never been able to do so. We've got Playside up 7.8%, PLY, Archer Material, Henry's favourite stock or his one stock portfolio stock up 13.4% today and a few other of the hotties having a trotty. Before you go buying everything today, just a word of warning. As I wrote at the weekend, we employ an asset consultant who provides us with an economic overlay which we use for the SMAs. Funds management requires a robust top-down approach and they help us with our big picture stuff. Anyway, at their meeting last, or our meeting last week, they were telling us about the RBA potentially at this meeting today admitting defeat. They have almost embarrassingly defied the calls for Australian interest rates to rise before 2024. They're still suggesting 2024 is possibly the earliest they will rise, but clearly they are wrong according to the bond market, and the US has taken the lead already and got more more hawkish. Rates are certainly going to rise there, probably in March, March the 16th, their next meeting. And some Australian strategists are now expecting Australian rates not to rise in 2024, not to rise in 2023, but to rise in 2022, this year. And the suggestion is the RBA's 2024 timetable is a fantasy that is embarrassing them. And we have to be mindful of the possibility that at this meeting, there'll be a sudden hardening up in our RBA policy and rhetoric could come today. Another reason not to rush in this morning anyway. Meanwhile, clearly there is a bit of a bounce on. Is it a dead cat bounce? Is it a meaningful bounce? Who knows? 
but it's probably enough for the active ones amongst you to dive in on some of the clobbered stocks. I'm looking at stocks like mineral resources and other lithium orientated stocks. From top to bottom, mineral resources dropped 22%. I shall do a list. I think I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do a list of the biggest falls in this recent correction. Anyway, some stocks that we have been very keen to buy on weakness. And here we have some weakness. Can we trust it? Nobody really knows. I've put a chart of the NASDAQ in the spy section today. And if you showed this to my son, Archie, who I used to play a game with Archie, he would sit on my knee when he was a few years old and I would roll charts past him and ask him, is this stock going up or going down? And most of the time, as a kid, he would blur his eyes, look at the screen and go, oh, duh, dad, it's going up or duh, dad, it's going down. Anyway, if you've got Archie, who is now 18, <laughs> he is the world's most un uncomplicated chartist. If you've got Archie to look at the chart of the NASDAQ at the moment, see the chart in the spy section and asked him whether it's going up or down, he would blur his eyes and say, duh, dad, it's going down. So let's not overcomplicate things. We are still trending down despite last night, despite the last couple of days, and the market will have to carry a few more days of going up before it looks safe. Not safe is what I would say. And I have a reference to The Marathon Man. Fabulous old film. Dustin Hoffman, some of you might remember it. Is it safe? Have a look at the picture in the spy section today. Also, I note the CNN Fear and Greed Index, which sounds like media fluff, but is actually quite a good scientific index. Their Fear and, index, fear and Greed Index was sitting at 36 last night, day before yesterday rather, and was up two points, 36 to 38 overnight. In other words, still a lot of fear around. I've put in some other charts you can blur your eyes on and draw your own natural amateur technical conclusions with in the spy section today, including the ASX 200, the S&P 500, the bank sector and the resources sector. All of them short term, despite the last day or so topping out. Right, I've got some good questions in. I've asked, oh sorry, I have used the Ask Marcus format to answer a few of your questions today. Question, how much cash should I hold? I'll just tell you, the average SMSF actually holds a lot of cash relative to professional fund managers. Professional fund managers, you, you don't give them your money so that they can sit in cash. So they will sit in 0 to 10% max, most of them. Some of them a bit more aggressive than that. But they are there to invest your money in equities. That's what you've asked them to do. So they run with fairly low levels of cash, as we do in our current portfolios. But the average SMSF individual running their own money tends to sit with around 30% cash. So somewhere in that range would be normal. But I think the game of equities is to exploit the bull markets, be fully invested. That's 95% of the time. And if you perceive a precipitous moment, otherwise known as an opportunity to sell and buy back, then try and exploit it if you can. Is this the start of a bear market? Is another question. It's actually a good question because we have got used to a bull market with short, sharp corrections. That's certainly what's happened over the last 14 years since the global financial crisis. We've just been in a solid bull market with these occasional spikes downwards, which have proved to be opportunities. And we've sort of got used to that, which is rather why, probably why I write about precipitous moments all the time, because that's been the experience over the last decade plus. You get a bull market with a short, sharp sell-off, which is always an opportunity. So we have started to use this language of precipitous moments, but we are forgetting that occasionally, just occasionally, there is a bear market. The GFC 
for instance, lasted 18 months and the market fell 54%. There are times in the market where it just relentlessly goes nowhere or goes down. Bear markets are not necessarily terrible. They are times when the market doesn't go up is perhaps more the important thing where you can throw yourself on the rocks of optimism every day trying to make money out of a market going nowhere. But the tide is against you. The odds are against you. And that's what happens in a bear market. It's not necessarily a GFC style event, but it can be an event where you have to start getting much smarter, stock selective, trading orientated, taking your profits easily. That's what you do in a bear market. So there is a big difference between a correction and a bear market. Bear market lasts longer, period where the market goes nowhere, where you would be better off doing something that doesn't lose you money rather than trading the market. So what are we in now? This could easily be the start of a bear market. Of course, it could easily be a short, sharp correction. But in order to put it into perspective, I've done a lovely chart, a very useful chart, actually, of all the corrections in the last 50 years, all the significant corrections, and there are a few conclusions. There are only a couple of significantly precipitous moments in the market. That was the 87 crash. Market fell 50% in 38 days. And the pandemic collapsed down 37% in 26 days. When I talk about 26 days, I'm talking about trading days. So it doesn't include Saturdays, Sundays. So we've had a couple of those, but we've also had some bear markets the 90s recession, 350 days. So there's 250 trading days in a year. So that went for sort of 18 months or so, down 32%. And the GFC, 55% in 339 days. So bear markets are things that last a year, 18 months, something like that. Precipitous moments happen in four or five weeks. What have we got at the moment? Don't know, we'll find out. But you'll see all the other corrections in there. Most of the corrections, just to name some of them, down 32% in 350 days. That's the recession we had to have. Down 20% in 120 days. Down 21% in 256 days. Down 22% in 257 days. Then the GFC, 54% 339 days. And the next corrections, 21% down in 122 days. 17% down in 202 days. 14% down in 82 days. That was a taper tantrum. Then we had the pandemic fall over. And now we've gone down 10% in 16 days. So you can see there's a sort of 20% correction is about normal. Taking around a year is around normal for a bear market. So what have we got down now? We're already, if we were to have a 20% correction, we're already down 8%. So it's not going to be too painful. I think the older you get, the more you live through these corrections, the less disturbing they are because experience suggests the market always comes back. Depending on what type of investor you are, our market down 8%. Would you sell to buy back? Experienced long-term investors probably won't bother. They'll still be picking up their dividends. But I've done a chart. I got the question, what is the worst case scenario? I've done a chart. It's a rather pointless lines on a chart technical guess. But bottom of the long-term trading range is probably, by the looks of it, around 5,800, which is about 16% down from here. So we're talking worst case scenario, a 20-25% correction. Could you handle 16% down from here? You probably could. If you're a long-term investor, you'll still get your dividends. This is not a prediction, by the way, that's a rather lame technical observation. And for 
from history, it could take a year to get down there. And that is perhaps the worst thing that could happen is we end up with some sort of enduring bear market trend. And certainly there seem to be some ingredients for that sort of thing to happen. Excuses like rising, not falling interest rates, the end of money printing, it's the end of central bank support, which is a significant change. Inflation risk, transient or persistent, who knows, transient's probably right. The economic bruising from the pandemic is yet to appear. In other words, the results season may be risky. Noticeably, the US results season hasn't been that good so far. Only 52% of companies have beaten expectations, usually that's 60 to 80%. So we could get the same thing here this results season. This results season's getting going this week, but really gets going next week. And there is a results calendar on the tools tab. So these things may add up to a more enduring downtrend we will see but for mo- for the moment we're just waking up making decisions every morning and amending our choices if necessary based on the facts that just happened and for the moment i think we would have to say not rushing in just yet ideas today don't buy anything too confidently because the bigger trend is still down and watch out for the rba they might today admit defeat on their interest rate pacification which is their norm right as i leave you market doing okay again up 31 dow futures down 62 traders doing some buying in tech stepping in where investors fear to tread you have a fabulous day i will speak to you tomorrow (laughs) 